Welcome to this episode of the Network Marketing Heroes Podcast, hosted by 38-year network marketing veteran, author of best-selling books, The Four-Year Career, and Mach 2 with Your Hair on Fire, and world-renowned speaker, Richard Blissbrook. Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive discount code to get 10% off Richard's tools on blissbusiness.com. Good evening, everybody. Got a great call tonight with one of Kimmy and my favorite leaders in the network marketing profession. She has an extraordinary story, and uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about her and dive into it. And before I do that, I uh, just want to announce you've probably seen it all over Facebook, but if you haven't seen it, you want to write down that Eric Worre uh, is interviewing Tony Robbins on the subject of network marketing Saturday morning uh, at 11 o'clock Central Time. So if you go to Network Marketing Pro or Eric's fan page, you can get the details on that. It's a free webinar. Eric just uh, interviewed Tony uh, earlier this week, like a three-hour interview. It's going to be a really incredible look at Tony's view of network marketing. So I want to check that out. But to get to the task at hand, we get the opportunity to talk tonight to the beautiful and powerful Kimber King. Kimber, are you here? Richard, I'm here. Oh, she's there. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, well, we're going to get into Kimber's story, but first let me tell you a little bit about her that she probably won't tell in when I just ask her. Oh, tell her story. Um, Kimber got involved in uh, Isagenics in 2002, so about 14 years ago. Isagenics, her first network marketing company, first and only network marketing company. So first, let's celebrate that. Congratulations on not jumping into everything that looked more exciting going down the road and sticking it out in Isagenics. Thank you. Uh, congratulations. And she got involved, as a lot of people do, just to earn an extra $500 a month to help, you know, with family expenses. Uh, but she found a passion for coaching people on their health goals and their wealth goals, and she quickly became a million-dollar earner. So Kimber has achieved the top 50 and top 100 Income Earning Awards at Isagenix, Top Team Builder Award, Outstanding Women of 2004 Award, and she's recognized as a social media expert. Her story's been featured in several books and magazines on network marketing. She's also the co-founder of Women of Network Marketing and is the co-host of the awesome Internet show for Women in Network Marketing, Real Savvy Success Mentoring on Blog Talk Radio. Kimber is, Kimber is all about her family. I'm sure she'll talk some about how network marketing has supported her and her children and their visions. Um, but let's dive right into it. Kimber, you've, you've built an extraordinary business, and you did that yourself by uh, raising a beautiful family, and you've become a millionaire, multimillionaire in network marketing. Built a huge business. Tell us, um, you know, how did you first get introduced 
to network marketing, who was the person that first said, hey, you might want to take a look at this? Do you remember? Oh, yeah, I remember real clearly. So back in the days when I was growing up, we had some family members that were involved in a company with the letter that starts with the letter A. Oh, which no. at that time, yes, that time I, um, you know, it was those, that type of a company where you kind of got invited to a party, but you didn't know really what you were there for. But anyway, now I'm so grateful for that company with the letter A because they really did some amazing things for the rest of us to follow. But at that time, um, I just had such a negative um, introduction to our profession. And then my mom, who um, was a beautician, she actually worked out of the, our, the, our home in the basement. She was a beautician. She was always, always looking for healthier ways um, for her health, for her clients, and she was happened to always be introduced to products and network marketing. As those, you know, you all know that most of the best products are in our companies, and so she was always trying to find a way to help her clients. But here's the deal: she was always just giving products away. She joined up in companies to get the products, and then she'd give them away to her clients because she's just a giver. So I watched her do that, and um, my mom involved in all these different companies just because she believed in these products, but she never made any money. And I just, I really grew up with pretty much a sour taste of network marketing in, um, you know, my aspect of looking at it growing up. But here was the thing is I think early on she caught the vision of it, not necessarily from a business standpoint, but she got involved with um, these companies because she loved to work on herself, and we know that this is a, a industry of self-development, personal development, and she just had a vision of it. However, when she came to me with this thing called Isogenics, she called me on the phone. Um, sadly, my parents were four house payments behind, and here she is, and just a month before, she had asked to borrow some money from me, which was so hard for my mom, a very humbling experience. At this time, I was newly married, and she's coming to me to borrow money, and I know how hard that was. And, but then the next month, she's calling me about this isogenic thing, and I was like, what in the heck are you doing? I hung up on her real fast. Let's just say that. It was not a good conversation. But what happened in the next three weeks was pretty incredible. I watched her. Um, didn't really talk to her much because I was kind of upset about the whole thing. I just really, if you guys have any skeptics about network marketing, you know, friends and family, just be patient with them because usually they're watching even if they're acting like they're skeptical and they're negative about it. But I watched her really have an amazing experience with this product. And so I finally, after three weeks, just said, hey, don't want to have anything to do with a business like that at all. You know how I am about these things. But you know what? I'd like to, you know, lose those last 10 sticks sticky pounds or whatever. Um, I just had my third son, and I'd always been you know, fairly in good shape and everything, but that last, after my third one, it was a little bit harder, so I thought, that's, that's something I can do. But what was crazy is she said, that's great. Um, we'll get you on the products, but will you just come to one meeting just to, to find out about it? So went to this basement, uh, the basement of a gentleman's home, and there was a whole bunch of people down there, sat on the back row, with my arms crossed, and I was just like, get me out of here. Um, my brother went to the same meeting, but only because my dad paid him $20 to get him to that meeting because he was a skeptic too, and I should have taken the 20 bucks too. But anyway, um, you know, I heard something about they just barely touched on opportunity, but me being a stay-at-home mom, I wasn't looking for anything because I was 
we worked very hard um, to so that I could stay home with my boys. But you know what? They were talking about these things, and I thought, you know, I walked away from there. I thought, you know, if I could just make an extra five hundred dollars a month, that would be kind of cool, and I could, you know, put that towards our mortgage. And you know, we we have a comfortable life, but that would be awesome if I could do that. And you know, they just shared how you just share it by you know referring a couple people. And so I had already done that, my two sister-in-laws. So uh, the next week, before I even knew anything about the income opportunity, um, a check came in the mail for 17 bucks. And I'm thinking, uh, back, that, back in those days, they sent it in the mail. you know. And I yeah. thought, what in the world? $17 for just telling a couple friends? You know, to me, a $17 to stay-at-home mom that wasn't doing anything, that was like a million-dollar check. And I thought, hey, that's kind of cool. So... What happened is, um, because I believe, you know, what happened with me with the products and me just naturally, I had a great circle of friends and everything that I just pretty much called and said, just give me your credit card number. Trust me, this is cool. You know, you can get your money back if it doesn't work for you. Um, Just did that real naturally. I didn't wait. I just told, because I cared about people. I just thought, why would I withhold something that, you know, I already see the vision. I see that this could bless them. So I just started talking and Okay, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, Hold on, Kimber, hold on. <clears throat> so we want to drill down on that because um, that is, I mean, I've heard of people doing that before. Um, but I think, you know, if people heard what you said, they might go, oh, wait a minute. You called all your friends and just said, trust me, give me your credit card number. <laughs> uh, if it was that easy, I could sponsor all kinds of people. So. <laughs> Uh, you know, how many people did you do that with, and what did you do with the ones who said, well, wait a minute, what is it, and uh, maybe I don't want to use those products, and, Mm -hmm. you know, how many calories does it have, and does it have any, you know, this in it, how did you handle that? Well, let me just be honest, I have a good circle of um, of people that I, you know, in my life, and so that's a great blessing. Also, I will say my mom as well, because she's a giver and she has a great clientele, our circle was fairly big, and uh, people that trusted, trusted my mom, trusted me, so there was probably, I would say, at least five to eight, maybe even ten, that I could say, hey, let's just do this, give me your information, and they just did it with me. I'll be completely honest. There are the ones that wanted more details. And with those, of course, I let, you know, started taking them to meetings or whatever. Um, But I really, Richard, I focused on the people that just said yes. Um, And I realize not everybody's in a situation like that. But for me, uh, what I do find is that there are other people that are connected in that way too. We just have to go find those type of people that have a circle of influence that will just trust and go. But I really, honestly, I don't, Looking back on it, it seems so easy, but here's the thing I believe happened is I was such a skeptic to this profession that um, I think I have a lot of faith. I think from up above, he knew I needed one to get me into this profession. He knew, you know, the bait to bring me in so I could see the whole vision. If I was reading, just going back over your story today, and I was thinking, would I have stayed with it, you know, for two or three years? And I honor people that you guys – just do that. Um, but I had enough success early on that kept me going, and it just fueled the rest of my career. It was just yeah. – but I also didn't wait. I hear so many people – I do get a little frustrated when they're like, well, let me see if it works for me. Why not just present it? They can always say no. And then you just love and encourage them because I have those people that did say no or not right now, 
but I didn't, you know, that's okay where they're at. Yeah. Just keep being a good example. At some point, they're going to join you or not, you know. So you, just dove, wasn't attached. you dove in even without product results? You dove in and Absolutely. started recruiting people? Yeah, in fact, now I that's... called my two first, because they told, you, they told me, I'm just one of those that kind of just follows directions. I don't know, maybe I'm an oddball or whatever, but they told me if you get two people, you know, um, you'll, you'll get this first, you know, bonus, whatever. I called my two sisters. Before I had my own product, I had that check in the mail. So at that, <laughs> that, time, at that time, it took seven to ten days to get our product. I it was a brand-new company. So that was cool. So maybe it was me thinking. So to me, this journey to launch a business seemed very simple. Now, that didn't mean it stayed that simple for me, but to launch it, it was pr- fairly simple. Well, you had the gift of uh, just raw enthusiasm and yeah. – and ambition, and then you also have the gift of credibility, which, you know, that's, that's something you worked hard for for many years, and that's, uh, that's a cool thing. I, I, it reminds me, uh, I used to teach people that I wanted to get started with before they had results with the product. They'd say, well, I want to, you know, prove that the product would work. And I said, well, if you were going to do a clinical study on the product, would you want one person studying the product or would you want mm. 10 people studying the product? That's good. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Go get 10 people on the product and then decide if it works. Right. I love that. Well, and that's the truth too. And most companies, I can't speak for every company, but most of them have a 30-day money-back guarantee too. And most people, like for me being in health and wellness, it was basically they. most people, I'm going to say there are detailed individuals or personalities but most just want to know is it safe does it get results and can i get my money back if it doesn't work for me right and if you can yeah. satisfy those now there's the there's the ones that do need more details and those you're going to send to lots of tools or other people that are right. more experts so that's kind of what yeah I do. and the great thing that we have now that that we didn't have so much of 12 or 24 years ago was tools so yeah now you can send people a link to the website and there's right. thousands of testimonials or, you know, give them an audio or give them a video or right. something. Yeah, I remember handing right. out the old VCR tapes. That's just crazy. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so let's talk about your first 90 days. first 90 days is really important, as you know, and mm-hmm. your first 90 days can be the first 90 days after you sign up or it can actually be the first 90 days that you actually decide to mm-hmm. do something with business. So there may be people listening to this call that have been in six months or six years, right. and you say, well, I can't redo my first 90 days. Actually, you can. Mm-hmm. You can create your first 90 days right now. And so your first 90 days, how many people did you personally sponsor? Gosh, you're going to have to get me back to my notes. It was like 20. Get to my notes. Yeah. We went, I, this was so great. Thank you for doing this. I had to go back and look at everything. It was over 20 people. Um, yeah, well, that's significant. Right, so, right. Um, you know, whether you start, whether this is your actual first day in the business or, you know, you've been in a year and you're kind of starting over or you're going to launch your business, what's critical is how many people you put in the pipeline, how many people you get on your team in, you know, the next 30 days, the next 60 days, the next 90 days, having 20 people on your team 90 days after you started the business 
you know, the difference between having 20 and having six is huge. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if you know, Kimber, out of those 20 people that you sponsored the first 90 days, how many of them are still in the business? Oh, out of the first 20, let me see. I'd say I'd say three. Well, that's, that's pretty typical odds. In fact, that's mm-hmm. usually a little better. So that's over Yeah, I'd 10%. say two, two have stuck with the business. One is business, but more, you know, product. But, yeah, yeah uh, three. So mm-hmm. you got two business builders out of it, which is 10%, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And in the first year, how many people did you personally sponsor? Um, and I've got my notes, and this is exciting to look at. Um, 54. 54 people, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, what I love to hear when I ask people these numbers is how they tend, people that have built million-dollar businesses, how they all tend to, there's been a few exceptions, but Kimmy said this is call number 38. I'll bet out of 38 calls, I'll bet 32 people have fallen in line with in their first 90 days, they personally sponsored somewhere between 12 and 20 people. And in their first year, they sponsored somewhere between 40 and 60 people. And then they did it again their second year. And by year five, they had a huge business. And you're falling right in line with those numbers. So uh, go back to your notes. How many people did you personally sponsor after your first four years? Okay, so my first four years was 193. So you stayed on a pace of about four people a month for four Mm -hmm. years. Right. That is remarkable. That is extraordinary. You are a recruiting machine. You should be writing books on recruiting. You should be writing books on the initial icebreaker, the connection, the invite, the enrollment presentation, follow-up. <laughs> and isn't that crazy? Because I thank you for saying that, Richard. Because I don't feel that way, and I. But when I'm looking back, just it's. It, I have to be a little bit proud. Like I didn't realize, I didn't think of it in that way that I was a recruiting machine or I had a system or whatever. But I was actually just doing, just out there connecting with people and doing what I loved and was passionate about. But gosh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you, that's great. It's obvious, Kimber, and uh, you know, Kimmy and I have spent a lot of time with you, and you, you have a huge passion for other people and for serving people and, and leading people to change. And you know, it's kind of obvious to me in, in listening to your numbers that you lost yourself in your work mm-hmm. of contributing to people and... So, you know, when you do that, you don't, you don't pay attention to your numbers or how great you are. The last thing you needed to be doing was writing books during this period. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I'm actually looking at some notes now. Um, what did that result in? And, ladies and gentlemen, an organization of currently over 15 thousand people uh, and Kimber has earned 
over a million dollars, well over a million dollars, which means you probably your group's probably produced about twenty million dollars in business. Right. So, you know, that's an extraordinary four year career and yet if you if you break it down and look at it, it's a lot like anybody's story that might be listening that you know, you see the opportunity to earn five hundred dollars a month. You see a product you're excited about. You share it with a few people. You get a check for $17, and you decide, wow, if I can get a check for $17, I can do more. And then you just fall in love with all the processes. And sounds like that's what you did. Can you tell us now, Kimber, tell us a couple of stories about uh, people, whether you personally sponsored them or maybe they're people that were second level or third level that you actually sort of adopted and you became their mentor and you got them in the business and got them on their way. Tell us a couple of stories of people um, that, you know, have gone on to build, build successful four-year careers themselves on your team and – how did they get involved? What did they do for a living? Where do they live? What's their story? Okay. I have a great example. Um, who has become just like family, of course, in this profession. That's probably the best blessing is the relationships that we've developed. And, and, um, so, and we're a very product-focused you know, company, which, and that's how I was introduced to the company as well. So that's kind of where I always led um, initially. And so I was at um, a health fair. We were just doing a free booth up at Hill Air Force Base in Utah. And I had a, a young lady come by, and she came by the table just to get some information. There was no enthusiasm. She didn't talk much. There was, I didn't feel like there was a great connection at all. It just like there was a wall there. And, um, but she took some information for a meeting we were having the following week. And so she actually shows up to the meeting next the next week and I was quite surprised I was just thinking because I didn't think she was really that interested you know how they just kind of take your flyer just to be nice sometimes <laughs> so um she was one of those again that sat on well she was actually on about a second row with her arms crossed with her husband and um we had a pre- presenter that was hilarious he's just hilarious I mean just his whole presentation you're just in stitches the whole time she didn't break a smile anything well I didn't really know her backstory that at that time she wasn't feeling good about herself she was having some health challenges and she just didn't feel good and so she came up after the meeting I thought she'd just walk right out she said I want to get started on your system I'm out you know it's always the ones you never expect you know of course so we got her started and on our system, and about, she was one of those two, about a week in, she called me and she said, I have some friends that want to do this system, so how do I get them started? So she was one of those that was similarly like me, did, she was from San Antonio, but was living here in Utah, and had a huge, she's Hispanic, and um, huge family, and just support system, or whatever, and she ended up, she had a great product experience, of course, but she ended up within a week, again, taking that action, again, not really understanding that she was doing the business. That's what I love about it. It's kind of ignorance on fire. And she introduced her friends and family. It, that's kind of one, one of my legs that actually went out of, out of the state of Utah fast, you know, into Texas. And um, she 
went on to be one of my six-figure income earners. She actually retired from her job at Hill Air Force Base a few years wow. back. And um, you would have never known she's a, she's a giver as well. And she kind of, my whole team was kind of, that was our culture of just serving people and maybe, like you said, just being lost in the process, not really paying attention to what we were doing or the details or that we were doing it right or wrong, but just loving on people and encouraging people and just introducing them, making recommendations. That's, for me, what the business is. It's pretty simple when you leave it right there. So Rosa is a great example. And where does she live? She lives here still. So, and she's become like family because her family's in San Antonio. And so, you know, it's just been, we've just had so much fun over the years. So, Yeah, that's cool. Okay, you got another one? Um, okay. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Well, her, she came from my other team. Okay, so I, you, I don't even know if you'll remember this, Richard. We'll see how, um, how you can remember the Internet. So when, about my first year, I was doing some home parties, and, and that was okay, but I was a stay-at-home mom. My boys were 5, 3, and 1 at that time. And again, remember, I wasn't looking to do anything outside of the home. My main priority was them. So I was thinking, gosh, okay, the home party's okay, but I really didn't do this to be away from my family. So I'm looking on the Internet. Now, this is back in, what, 2002, 2003, and that's before Facebook, any of that kind of stuff. I go into a business networking site, is what they called it back then. It was called Rise, rise rise.com. And um, you could kind of just put up a business profile, and I I just, you know, told about my product experience, shared my story, and at that time, I had a gal just come into my inbox and said, I think my best friend would really love your system. So ended up putting – she was in a business already, um, but the business was – the company was kind of going a little bit sideways. She didn't have any interest at the time. She was still committed to that business. And she – we put her friend on the system. She had great results. And so I signed up her friend – well, then she decided she just wanted to use our system as well. And at that time, her you know, um, business kind of changed as well. She came in, so she brought in um, her huge organization, and they're all out in Orange County, um, California. And that was, then we started over onto a networking site altogether called WAM.com, which is Work at Home Moms for Work at Home Moms. We built a huge huge culture over on that. And so I like to say that I was Facebooking before Facebooking was cool because we were doing that back on those forums back then and just making connections with people. And that's how my business really went from just my local area and just, you know, from home parties to online and the Internet using social media way before social media was even a, a name or a thing out there. So Connie became, you know, that one, she became a success as well. Well. Wow. Well, you know, I didn't do that uh, back then, but I heard about, um, you know, people that, you know, they were using those online forums and things to connect with people. It was, they were just kind of a bunch of little Facebooks, mm-hmm. depending on the niche that you were looking at. So, right. Uh, right. And that's what that's I love about the, social networking is, or social media is really it's just the same thing you do in person. You're just doing it online. You're just connecting and getting interested in them and finding out about them and, you know, making recommendations. It's the same thing. It might take a little bit longer because you don't have the trust factor there, but just treat it the same way as meeting the new friend. And I love that about yeah. social media. So tell people a little bit, how, how have you used 
Facebook and the Internet recently, uh, in the last, you know, five years, how specifically do you connect with people on social media and develop a relationship? Um, social media changes so fast. So I would say at first I was using it exactly how I did it on the forums. Now there's so many different ways to use it. Um, for me, more Facebook now has been more because I think I'm just in a different place now. I don't do a lot of, um, I would say, recruiting or anything from Facebook. I, I'm more just there engaging with people. But there's certainly ways that people now gone on to do it way much better than me. I love Instagram. I'm kind of playing with that now. But, um, you know, it's just, it is just putting, I would say, here's some things that are pretty much common sense now. But like for my personal page, I only probably mention business or a story or something about my product maybe every, you know, um, maybe every 10th post or 20th post. A lot of it's more just sharing your lifestyle, what's going on with your life. People are interested in that, and you can do it in a way that creates curiosity. I love, I don't usually mention, I mean, something like this where there's a call going on, I'll, I'll promote it a little bit more, but I don't usually even mention my company's name. I'll, it's more about the stories. And then I'll, you know, people will, if you create that curiosity, they're, of course, going to, want to message you and that's where you I and the best thing I found that most people miss with social media because and I do it too because I get lazy or I just get like bombarded or I get a little bit like overwhelmed um, you really as soon as you get that connection with someone online the best thing to do is to try to get um, their phone number so you can move it from online to you know more of a personal connection whether that be the next step is texting or you know most people really do want to hear a voice and I'm the the worst probably at like I love texting and that kind of stuff it's easier and faster with my crazy life but they really want to hear somebody so I would just say um, that's kind of you know when I do make a connection I try to get their phone number fast and develop the relationship from there quickly yeah good stuff uh, okay uh, shift gears a little bit Kimber uh, You've been doing this for like you, thirteen years. Sounds like um, you have to have been some extraordinary places and met some extraordinary people in those thirteen years around the world. Trips that you've won, personal development stuff that you've gone to, keynote speakers you've listened to. Tell people what that ride has been like. Where have you been? What have you done on the magic carpet ride of your isogenics <laughs> business? I love that. I love that. Well, you know what? Um, events are huge, and that's always a good reason to travel with your team and develop those relationships, and plus it's a write-off. And, you know, it, it's, for me, events are not just about what happens from stage, what you learn from stage, but it's the in-between moments when you're connecting with people. And, it's, and I love this, too. I learned that it's not about the notes you take from an event. It's about who you become at the event. And so I've been, you know, we've, we, most of our um, events are on the West Coast or, um, you know, I've been, I've been everywhere, um, just everywhere in the United States. One of the things that's near and dear to my heart that I was able to totally fund because of, this journey in network marketing that I would have never been able to is somehow it was planted in my heart years ago. I don't even know why 
I just had a, a, something planted about Africa. I didn't know why, didn't know what that would look like, didn't even know really where it was or, you know, anything about that. But the most amazing thing last year was that I was able to go for two and a half weeks on a missions trip to Uganda and serve at an orphanage over there. And had I not, I mean, that was life-changing. That was, for me, um, I was more blessed than what we went to bless those people. And that is what this profession is about, is getting those opportunities to go and see and be in different cultures and have those things that are planted in your heart and those desires that you don't know where they're coming from or why, but to see those manifest because you're involved in a profession that gives you that freedom. I mean, I, I'm going back next year because now I have a heart for that, heart for those people. Right. And I wish I, and my thing too is I want to take our profession to those countries, you know, that they, we don't even have a clue how blessed we are. I feel like it, with network marketing, we take it so for granted here. Like there's people in other countries that would love this opportunity. And we complain that we have to drive four hours to a meeting or, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy what we take for granted in our profession when it's right here in front of us. And I don't see any better options out there right now for, for most of us with this economy. And so it's just frustrating because those people in other countries are so eager and will do anything to get where we're at. Yeah. <clears throat> that's, uh, that's beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I believe, I see, Kimber, that, you know, that's like a new frontier for you. You're going to continue to do beautiful stuff, taking the message of hope and free enterprise around the world to people that, you know, just that in itself means everything. And, what a beautiful ambassador you will be for that. Um, so, uh, classical hero call question, Kimber, what's the biggest mistake you've made in 12 years that cost you the most in building your business? Mm, wow, that's a good one. There's been so many. No, um, you know what, and it's it's a pretty simple answer, but it's still, and I still struggle this with this, no matter how successful or what level I reach, um, there's just something about um, comparing our stories or ourself or our skills or our gifts or our talents to others. I think that's the most dangerous thing, um, and that's what I've done for, I did for so many years, you know, initially I would have my own success and... Um, then see, maybe see someone from stage that um, did it a little bit faster or different or, you know, had more success. And I'm thinking, well, gosh, I did those same things. You know, just comparing. And I always am one of those, never envious, always celebrated those stories in front of me. But there was times when I was just like, gosh. But what we didn't, what, what I wish our profession would get better at is, and you're doing this for us now, which is such a great blessing, but hearing um, – not just hearing their success stories, but hearing the backstories that they, your story's so great, you know, that they worked. So when you're seeing them up on stage, they've had challenges. They've made mistakes too. And so if you just don't compare your journey, just know that your journey is unique and special and you're right where you're supposed to be. And just put the blinders on. And also don't just cut, shut out. I've never been one for drama and listen to all that stuff out there, that negative stuff. So just keep the blinders on. Keep your focus. 
something huge that I learned so much for you that's been such a blessing is keep my core values in front of me and just just go forward. And so don't compare yourself to others. That's just my, my probably my biggest trap. Yeah, that's boy, that is a huge one. It's it's like the only comparison that really matters is did we do today what we know we needed to do to move the needle forward? Mm, love that. And usually it, we didn't we wouldn't have had to do too much, you know, maybe connect with one or two people, maybe do an invite. Um, that's that's really all we need to do is check up on that. So what is the smartest thing you did in 12 years that resulted in you becoming an isogenics multimillionaire? Mm, I love that question. Um, I can say was team culture. We um, say a lot about that. Yeah, we just had, I don't know, I guess, and I've learned a lot about my core values, again, through you. Um, one of my core values is to have fun, and the other one is freedom. Of course, well, my core values are faith, family, freedom, um, fun, and loyalty. And so I just organically built cultures that way where we it, it was just fun. We had I always I'm one of those I love to praise and recognize people just generally. I just I just love to encourage people. That's just how I'm wired. So that was just so easy and we just we just had fun. Um, lots of recognition. Also, we, I just had an old drama policy. I mean, I don't think up until this last year I really had a situation ever in all my years. I always heard about drama in, you know, their teams and everything. I never, never heard of that. I just I had one of those, you know, no policy. We just, we just move forward. We don't gossip, none of that. You just keep your blinders on. Okay. But it was just all but about fun. Don't blaze over that. Kimber, that is so okay. huge. So when you say you had a no drama policy, what did you mean by that? What did you mean by you didn't gossip? And how did you articulate that to your team? How were you a stand for that? Okay, so I'm wired that way again very naturally. I, I always gravitated, this is funny, whatever, gravitated towards hanging out with the guys when I was growing up because the girls we're always into drama, and so I just like to hang around the guys because they just didn't have drama. So I just was wired that way. But what I mean by that, too, now there's times when there's a frustrating situation that may come up or whatever, and I always give people permission. Let's, you know, give them permission to vent about it for five minutes, and then you move forward. I just, I don't, I just don't, I'm not why I can't stand to listen to gossip. In fact, for the first, let's see, Eight years of this profession, I really didn't look outside. And, and I loved your um, Periscope the other day on deals and deceptions. I really had none of, no idea that that was going on. I kind of was glad because um, I just don't, I don't, you know, to give, you need to be aware that stuff's going on, but then why give it energy? Because all you can really control is your own environment, your own team, your own culture. And the great thing is we get to build our own um, one great thing that you taught me is to build your own company within your company. So yes, you have your company, but you're the company CEO of your own team. You get to decide what that looks like. So I give because I have to do it too. Always go upline. I always learn that if you have to, you know, a situation you need to get off your chest, do it for five minutes. Let's get it all out. Let's move forward and, you know, look for solutions. Or if there's something that was sad or 
gossip or whatever, I always think the best thing is always go back to the source because you know how things get tossed around these days. Yep. You yep. know, so. Yep. Somebody, uh, somebody says, well, you know, I, I, what do you think about so-and-so? And I said, well, I don't know. Let's call him and ask him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, Kimber, tell us, so you branched out. Uh, a few years ago and spread your wings and started inspiring women all over network marketing through uh, Savvy Women. Tell us about that and uh, anything that you're cooking up around that these days that people might want to tap into. Oh, I'm so glad you asked that. So back in, um, this is the, the beauty of social media too, which is so cool. So back in September of 2010, so back to the days I told you when I was on the WAM.com, the Work at Home Mom board, there were other leaders from other companies there that I just kind of connected with, and I could see their team and how they led their team or their business, and either I connected with them or I kind of watched them from afar and just, you know, just admired their leadership skills or whatever. So back in 2010, um, one of the leaders uh, just kind of called out of the blue that I never had met in person and just said, hey, would you be interested in doing something for women in our profession? So long story short, I won't go into details, but um, a few weeks later we were in Snowboard, Utah, six of us that had never, except for my good friend Jody, had never met each other, only through social media had we met and talked, met there, and that weekend, we kind of birthed a project called Real Savvy Success. We didn't even know what was going on. We just knew we wanted to be a voice for women. And not that um, we, you know, we love our male counterparts in this profession for sure. We admire them. We respect them. But women do communicate differently in this business. They do things a little bit differently. They hear things differently. They have a lot of different priorities, things that they're more emotional about certain things. And so we just are different, even though at the end of the day we do the same skills as men, which is, you know, basically we have to go talk to people, send them to a, you know, presentation, follow up. It's the same thing, but we just do it a little bit differently. And we wanted, we noticed that, you know, there just were not any women leaders or speakers or trainers. There were very few, you know, and so why was that when our profession at that time, I think it was 80% were women. I mean, that just didn't make sense. So why are the men up on stage telling us, not that there's anything wrong with that, but, but where are the women? You know, it just didn't make sense to us. And so we decided we wanted to have a platform for women, women speakers, women to, you know, share what they've done, generic um, event. And so we just seriously put this thing together, had no clue what we were doing, and we had 100 people show up. They didn't even know who we were. 100 people show up in Orlando, Florida. Um, a few months later, we had some of, we just reached out to some women leaders. They all came without us paying them. I mean, they just said, yes, we want to do this. It was amazing. We had, um, you know, so many great, I don't even want to start mentioning names because I'll leave someone out. But um, they just showed up, and it was the most powerful event. So we ended up having two more. You actually were one of our guest speakers out in Newport Beach, if you remember. And, yeah, um, I started with the, I don't understand that. You invited yes. men to speak to the women. I have to tell you this, Richard, I'm laughing so hard the other day because we're kind of entertaining some things now, and I was laughing so hard, I said, because I didn't, you know, I knew of you and, you know, your four-year career and read your Mach 2, which is, you guys have to get that and you have to win it, so keep commenting right now, but, um, so, (laughs) I remember you saying, when we invited you, 
you were like, why are you, if your message is to women, why do you want me on your stage? And I kind of was thinking at first you were rude. I was like, what? We just have to <laughs> to our, you know, it was just kind of like one of those things. But getting back to true to our message, yeah, why? I mean, seriously, why, you know? And so, anyway, long story short, it was a great, great experience, but things kind of, we were all in different places at that time. It kind of faded, faded out a little bit. It was still in our heart. So we're just kind of, um, for the last two years, been, I mean, these are my, I love these women, and they're just friends and everything. So we kind of, it has not left our heart at all. And so we're just putting together right now just a community of women, and it's called the Women of Network Marketing, where we're just going to be, you know, a tribe and just a place, safe place to support women. Um, and I know, you know, there's so many great women out there. Like, I, I want to talk about your retreat. I don't know when, but if you'll let me at, at some point. But there's so many women leaders that they have the same thing on their hearts. We just want to help women. We don't care what company you're in. You know, I just want you guys to succeed. We all need to succeed so our, our profession is elevated together. But we want to give women the tools because I have some tricks over the years raising three teenage boys, you know, of, of how I made that work and how I didn't sacrifice my priorities um, or my values doing it because there, I did see, I, I'll be honest, some women that I felt like they did sacrifice a little bit. And that's not me to judge. It's just different priorities, different core values. For me, I wanted to be more part-time and work when I wanted to, do it how I wanted to, and, and that just worked for me. And so, well, and we also want to give a place. Yeah, go ahead. You brought that up. You got to go in that direction because I wanted to ask you about your kids and network marketing. And I'm sure <laughs> women on this call want to know what are those tricks and how did you how did you build such a huge business working whenever you wanted to? What What are your tips there? Mm, gosh, there's so many. Um, what I will say is, and it wasn't always perfect. And it didn't always look perfect, but I all I may even tease me about this because they knew that if I was having if I was spending time with my boys, or my friends knew this too, or even my team. I taught my team. This was and this wasn't probably early on, but this is when I got a little bit more skilled and my team was growing, and I just felt overwhelmed because there's only one of you, and I had business hours. I finally started treating my business like a business, set up hours. My sat my family. They knew my business hours. Of course, it's easier when they're in school. It's a little different. You have to adjust everything in summer. But my family knew my business hours when I was going to be engaged there. My team knew my business hours. I mean, I think, I mean, I feel like I'm still really successful. And there were many times that, um, you know, calls went to voicemail and the world didn't fall apart. My team didn't fall apart. They didn't go to another company just because I didn't take their call right then. And I think right, right now it's like some people operate from this desperate place where they're going to pick up the phone when there should be at, you know, or there should be engaged in watching their son play soccer right then. I just was right. not, I was very adamant about that. When I was mom, I was mom. When I was in business, now sometimes I had to adjust because my kids are around. Um, but I just, I set boundaries that way. And my team knew that. I'll be honest. And maybe it didn't always sit well because, and there's, but there was always someone else to, um, when you do have a team, you should have plenty of people to have hours of leaders, you know, that can – and you know what's been great, too? Facebook is a great thing for that. When you have a team, if you have your own team, to do a Facebook, a closed Facebook group, because there's always someone there 24-7 that usually is on Facebook. 
that they can that was a huge blessing that really was a good tool to help manage that uh, okay, so I want to ask you uh, specifically about your kids. What, you can just hit this briefly, but I bet you have some nuggets there. What have, what have your kids gotten out of your experience in network marketing? Besides freedom and abundance, how has it, how has it transformed them and prepared them to win in life? Mm, that's good. Um, I would say that, of course, I think my kids at least know. Now, I don't know where they'll end up or if they'll end up in network marketing um, or not, but I do believe that it has shown them um, a different way, um, shown them that there's other opportunities out there. I also believe, because you and I both know this, this profession is, I would have never done any, maybe a fifth of the no, 5% of the work on myself as far as you know, self-development, leadership development, spiritual development, all of that, um, physical development, I would have never done any of that in front of my kids. I would have never been introduced to a profession that you do that. Um, my kids grew up in that environment. My kids grew up with your book um, on the table or you know, your CD on my car. My kids just heard, so I don't, they just grew up with all that positive things. We did vision boards together as a family, you know. Um, so yeah, they've seen what it's provided, but they've also grown, grown up with leadership skills. My oldest son right now is in El Salvador for two years, and I had no fear for letting him go. He's just a, a natural born leader, but he has those skills. But I believe that my kids, I can see it in each one of them. They just have that not just entrepreneurial spirit, but they also have leadership skills that I don't think that they would have teach that in the schools, which is crazy. They don't teach that kind right. of stuff. Right. And so, you know, it's just been great. I've had all, all of my kids that I've taken each one of them to a convention or, you know, an event, and my youngest really gets excited about it, so I'm hoping he's going to be my little <laughs> network marketer. But, yeah, he takes notes, so that's pretty cool. Uh, awesome. Um, I'm curious, you said your kids grew up with my book on the table. Which, which book? Mach 2. Not necessarily a four-year career. You told me somewhere that somebody gave you that book and it took you 10 years to read oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I guess they didn't grow up. <laughs> well, they grew up with it sitting on the table. <laughs> um, yeah, Who gave so, it to you? Who gave it to you? You know what, I don't even remember, to be truthful, Richard. But I, And here's the thing is, my first year in network marketing – Everyone I talked to said, you know, you always ask, like, which book should I be reading, especially back then, you know, there wasn't a lot out there, and everybody told me, you're, and I just didn't, I don't know why, I just was, I guess, involved in the process or whatever, I just didn't, thought I had it all going on, you know, which is stupid, and um, I just didn't, and now I'm like, oh my gosh, if I would have picked up that book my first year, would have made a huge difference. Just not that I didn't learn some of that stuff along the way, but the impact of that book. If you guys please, please get that book or CD, whatever you want to do. But um, huge, huge for you know visualization. Huge for me was the core values, and I'm still doing all that work. You you know that. So it's just I wish I would have implemented that and implemented that in my team. You know, You're the only person I've ever, I think I've ever talked to who said they actually know they've had they had the book for that long and never read it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's not very nice to say. 
you said you wanted to talk about the retreat. I know Kimmy's on the call, and uh, we did have a really extraordinary time with 14 really extraordinary women. So what do you want to tell people about that? Oh, my gosh. So um, so I, I know you've been sending out information about the retreat, but I can't even explain to you. So, you know, it just came to me in a time, especially when you hit a certain um, level of success and, you know, there's always new challenges and obstacles. So for me, you know, being a – I think – People sometimes think if you're a six- or seven-figure income earner, you're kind of arrived and you stop developing or stop having challenges. That's absolutely not true. There's new things that are going on. Um, I kind of came with some personal stuff that was going on the last year and a half, came to a place where I was a little bit burnt out, a little bit not sure about this profession, not because I don't love it. It was just like um, just things were not going you know, right in my own life, and I needed to – kind of regroup and kind of have a safe place. But anyway, going to your retreat um, just changed my life, changed the, the course of my future. I, I'm, I don't say that lightly. I say it really made an impact because I was really struggling. It gave me, um, helped me get back in touch with why, like going through the stories tonight, why I do what I did and why I do what I do because the love of women and moms and the love of seeing people's lives change and the freedom and the freedom that it's, you know, provided my family. But your retreat was such a safe place of women leaders. I've never experienced that um, before in my life where everybody was so open and transparent, which is such a scary thing, um, was put in your hot seat. I guess we were calling it the love nest, right, not the hot seat, but just really got to the core of, Back to my core of, uh, you know, sometimes they talk about finding your why in this profession. I always struggled with what is my why. I could write it vaguely, but not anything that got me up in the morning or, you know, I did have some some goals and stuff. But when you really hit on finding my core values, what I had found from that retreat is um, what I had been doing the last year was not in alignment with my core values anymore. It wasn't fun. It wasn't, you know, providing freedom the way I used to to do it. And so um, that was a huge thing is getting back in touch with why I do what I do. And it just, if you're a leader out there that is struggling or you're not sure what your next big move is or should be or any direction that way, please get to that women's retreat. I promise you, promise you, you won't regret it. Kimmy and Richard honestly have hearts for this industry. They are, um, do such a good job of um, elevating this industry like it needs to be. I just think you guys are the real deal, and we had so much fun. So yeah, much we fun. did. <laughs> yeah, too much fun. <laughs> uh, so if, if any of you are interested, we do uh, once or twice a year a five-day men's retreat and a five-day women's retreat with yeah. ten participants. And those are done in Carmel, California, and the next set of those is coming up in January of 2016. And uh, so contact somebody for more information. Kimber King, you are um, a light, a beaming light of love. You're a beaming light of love (laughs) and an extraordinary gift to this profession and 
your team and your family, and you have such huge heart and amazing courage. You're just one of my favorite people on the planet, and thank you for, if you can believe it, we did talk just for an hour. Oh, my gosh, and, really? Yeah. serious? And, you know, with wow. the things I could have pulled out of you content-wise, we could have easily gone for three or four hours because you have a ton of wisdom in there. So uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you all for listening, whether you're listening live or you're listening 10 years after we recorded this <laughs> somewhere in the world, maybe even in Africa. Look, <laughs> yeah. look for Kimber King. <laughs> right. Thank, thank you, you so much, Richard. Thanks, everybody. Have a great night. Good night. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Richard Bliss Brooks Network Marketing Heroes Podcast. For more invaluable training tools such as audios, videos, and of course his best-selling books, The Four-Year Career, and Mach 2 with Your Hair on Fire, head to blissbusiness.com. For 10% off your order, use discount code HERO at checkout. If you're serious about building your business, make sure to subscribe to Richard's blog for all the latest tools and articles. 